Hey, it's Mincy, and welcome back to What's She On About? The podcast that shuns specificity and just asks, what's she on about now? What do you think? Is that a better tagline? I think it's better. I mean, I do shun specificity, and it really is, what am I on about now? (laughs) You know, whether it's my favorite movie, a friend talking about producing and acting to this week's episode, which is about the show that inspired the name of the podcast. It's what she on about now, right? My friends, how have you been? I hope you've been doing well. Um, I think since the last time I spoke to you, I binged WandaVision. That was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, at one point I thought, Did I talk about this already? I may have talked about this already. I don't know. But at one point I thought to myself, if there were two characters in the MCU that I could care less about, it would be Vision and Wanda. And the first two episodes, I was like, what is happening right now? So confused. But then it just kept getting better and better and better. Oh my days. Honestly, now I I really do want to go ahead and just watch every movie in the MCU in order so I can pick up things that were referred to on the show. Oh, so good. So good. And then, of course, (laughs) Black Twitter came in and dubbed Vision Vashon. (laughs) Added a cold chain. (laughs) Some people added a beard. I mean, it was beautiful. You got to love it. I, I absolutely love it. Oh gosh, what else have I been up to? <laughs> Read another book by Talia Hibbert, who I absolutely adore. Black British romance. Dirty, naughty book writer. And I love her. <laughs> this one was called A Girl Like Her, which I liked. And it was a little bit different because the lead was autistic. And I think this is now the second... Uh, book that I've read with an autistic lead. I think the other one was Helen Huang. Hmm. Actually, I think two of them had actually two. I think two of her protagonists, a guy and a girl, both were autistic as well. I just, I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. And oh, excellent, excellent naughty bits. Excellent naughty bits. I also just got Act Your Age, Eve Brown, which is um, the third in a series by Talia of Brown Sisters. Uh, I love the first two, so I'm very excited to read the third. That is going to be a weekend activity uh, that I cannot wait for. Cannot wait for. I did read Alicia Rye's um, First Comes Like, and I like that one too. Again, it was in a world that I really enjoyed, so I really like picking up on a character who I learned a little bit about in other books, but finally it's time for their story. Really enjoyed it. At one point she talked about weaponized disappointment, which makes you like super insecure and crave external validation. And the slightest rejection makes you think that you're a failure. And I was like, weaponized disappointment. I had never heard that phrase before being raised with weaponized disappointment. You know, I just, wow, 
Anywho, I enjoyed that book. I'm enjoying reading. I hope you guys are too. Hope you're taking the time, if you can, to read something. There's so many good books out there. Actually, as in today, the day that I'm recording, Sarah decides the dating plan came out. And that's another one that I can't wait to read. So let me know what's on your reading list, guys. Um, in the meantime, the ones that I've been reading, I update on Twitter, which is at the WSOA show underscore. Um, I've also been putting it on Instagram as one of my highlights. And that Instagram handle is at the WSOA show. Now to my favorite part, the sin bin. Oh, so today's Sinbin is a fave. I discovered him while watching the best movie on the planet that was clearly, clearly made for me. Someone said, hey, what can we do to make Mitzi happy? And they thought, I know, let's do a spinoff of her favorite franchise with The Rock, a fave. And Jason Statham, another fave, and add Idris motherfucking Elba to the mix. How is that not a movie for me? Yeah, this movie was absolutely made for me. So I am minding the business that pays me, enjoying my movie, Hobbs and Shaw. And The Rock goes home to Samoa, and I'm like, um... Hello, who is the hottie standing next to you? <laughs> this week's Sinbin is Roman Reigns. Oh my gosh, you guys, he's beautiful. He's half Samoan, half Italian. Um, he is in the worldwide, what does it stand for? He's in the WWE. I don't know what it stands for. World wrestling entertainment whatever doesn't matter I don't care he is a wrestler in the WWE he used to be a football player and <sighs> look I've had a thing for Pacific Islander men since semester C when I was in college and we went to like Fiji and Samoa and oh, the Maori in New Zealand and oh I then I went to Tonga and I'm like oh god these Pacific Islanders oh so hot so beautiful and I would definitely put Roman Reigns in that category let me tell you I was just like who is that guy in fact I'm pretty sure I audibly gasped I mean I'm sure I audibly gasped in quite a few points during Hobbs and Shaw you know Idris in that leather outfit with the gun strapped to his thigh just beating the crap out of so good. Woo. Roman Reigns. Get into it. <laughs> As Tabitha would say. Get into it. <laughs> All right. Let's take a second to dial back the thirst on Roman Reigns and listen to our latest podcast pal. This episode's podcast pal is Sweat and Connect. Sweat and Connect is a weekly live total body fitness and guided meditation class on Zoom. Curated to enjoy the best of both worlds for only $10, these classes help you manage and improve your physical and mental emotional health. And you know what? Beginners are welcome. I was one such beginner, 
and I really enjoyed the class because it was cardio at the beginning. Then the second half was guided meditation, which I always need help with. So join them on Saturdays from 11 to 12 Eastern. And you can find more information on Instagram at Sweat and Connect. That's S-W-E-A-T-N-C-O-N-N-E-C-T. I'll put the information in the show notes. So today's episode is about Gavin and Stacey. It's this UK series that I absolutely adore by Ruth Jones and James Corden. Yes, that James Corden who um, hosts the Late Late Show here on CBS. It's a comedy half hour. Um, I think they ended up with, oh, I think it's at this point, I think it's three seasons and two Christmas specials. I'm still hoping for a fourth because the doozy that they left this last Christmas special on. It was like, whoa, wait, what? Oh, my days. Okay, so the premise and the whole story behind Gavin and Stacey is one is from Wales, the other is from England. They start chatting to each other on the phone and they decide to meet and their relationship blossoms very, very quickly. Like I think within three months, they're engaged and getting married. And every episode is almost like a little milestone in their relationship. So like, you know, the very first episode is them two meeting for the first time. Uh, James Corden actually plays Gavin's best friend and Ruth Jones plays Stacy's best friend, Nessa. So Nessa and Smithy, Gavin and Stacy. <laughs> I just I just find this show absolutely hilarious between like the characters, the situations, the little things that come up, like the little mysteries, right? So I've been it's one of the shows that I've actually been re-watching in this Panju Doom. Um, I find comfort in that. And <laughs> I forget sometimes all the things that have happened on the show that I'm like, what is that about? Like they have all these like little mysteries throughout the show. Oh wait, let me go back. I was saying, um, okay, so every episode is like a little milestone for them. So like, I think, like I said, the first one is the meeting. The second one, they have like a little, it's like pivotal moments in their relationships. So um, when they first get together, when they first learn major things about each other, you know, big events, big announcements, christening, renewing vows and things like that. So the show just shows these points in their life, but they pack in so much information and it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's how do you blend two families who are, are pretty different, but, you know, love each member of their family and, and want to make it work and try to make it work. Definitely some misunderstandings. Uh, it's not something that I really fully kind of understand because, you know, I know that obviously England and Wales are part of the United Kingdom, but they are two separate countries. They speak Welsh, some of them, uh, completely different language. Um, and just, they say things differently. But one of the things that I picked up from that show when I watched it ages ago is that <laughs> like somebody would be like, what's she on about? And I'm like, oh my God, I love that. I love that so much. That and what's occurring instead of, you know, like what's going on, what's happening, you know, what's doing. She says, what's occurring? So that's actually where I got the name from watching the show. I forget who says to who, but they're like, what's she on about? And I'm like, oh, I love that. What are you on about? 
So, and I figured that it would be a catch-all for the show because I couldn't decide what it should actually be about. Should I do a Golden Girls podcast? It's been done. It's been done well. Should I do a Columbo podcast? I'm sure someone has done it and I'm sure they've done well. But I love all of those things, right? And so do I do a podcast that's about Lovecraft Country or do I do an episode about Lovecraft Country? So that the very next episode can be about Grownish or Love Jones, whatever. You know what I mean? Anyway, one of the things I really enjoy about the show is the way that they just drop little things as you're speaking and you're like, whoa, wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> you know, they have like all these little mysteries that they just drop in here and there and they never feel the need to, you know, resolve them, really. So perfect example. They wanted to buy a pregnancy test. She doesn't want to buy it from the woman at the drugstore because her best friend Nessa had a fight with the drugstore woman's dad and brother. <laughs> Actually, that's another mystery. Why did Nessa fight two grown ass men? I don't know. They never say why. They just drop that in there. Anyway, at one point, Stacey's like, look, Gavin, I have the pregnancy test. And he's like, oh, where'd you get it? And it's like, oh, Ange had it in her purse. You know, she keeps it in her purse all the time ever since, you know. And it's like, no, I don't know. What could have possibly happened to make her always carry a pregnancy test? What? What could it be? I want to know, okay? Or Nessa's father, Neil Jenkins. Why can't he show his face around Barry? Like, why does he need to keep his wits about him and make sure that nobody sees him? Explain it to me. I want to know. Tell me these mysteries. Or Dave Coaches, who Nessa ends up dating for a bit. Apparently, he's got blood on his hand. And Neil says, well, you know, I'm, I'm just joking. I know they never proved nothing. What? <laughs> like, is he a murderer? Did he kill somebody? What is happening? <laughs> Nessa and Smithy are drawn to each other. And <laughs> at one point, they end up in bed together. And they don't know if they've slept together. Um, but obviously, Nessa's boyfriend is pissed. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what kind of kinky fucking sex do these two get into? Because he's like, I can't believe you did the things that we do. The things that we do. And she's like, you know, I don't know for sure. But I know that I didn't have my bag, my tools, my cloak. And anyway, there's no way that he could take that level of... And then someone interrupts them and you never hear what she's going to say. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? Can't take that level of what? Pain? Punishment? Like, what are the two of them getting into in this caravan? <laughs> but the biggest mystery, the one that threads through the entire series, is the fishing trip. Okay, so... Stacy's dad has died and, you know, raised by a single mother, but across the street is her uncle Bryn and he's part of the family and he helps take care of them. And, you know, he's a source of support for them. Stacy has a brother named Jason and apparently the two of them went on a fishing trip and something happened on that fishing trip. Whatever happened on that fishing trip was so like that people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. They didn't even talk to each other for a little while. And everybody would be like, that damn fishing trip, that damn fishing trip, that damn fishing trip. Okay, so here are the clues. 
And you guys tell me if you can figure out what happened on the fishing trip because we still don't know. We still don't know. They can't say what happened. It's not a big deal. It's not against the law in Wales. Lots of people do it. And then here are some things that people said. Like, how can I forget that look on your face? Dave was sickened by the whole thing. He was. At one point, Bryn says to Jason, do you ever think about it? Apparently there was something at camp. Um, Dave just, he wishes he didn't know. And seeing you standing there with the soup gets my mind racing. What the fuck happened with soup? What happened with the soup? Right? And then they talk about it being a physical impossibility. It defies gravity. And, you know, I know you're wondering how a man and his nephew could. And it was freezing cold. And I'm like, okay. So there was soup involved. They were, they were camping on this fishing trip. Something happened that's just a physical impossibility and it defies gravity. And I'm like, what could have possibly happened? And I think I read that the two of them don't really have an answer for what happened on the fishing trip. They just like threading little details here and there. Uh, just so mean. I Apparently they have not ruled out the possibility of having um, either another special or a fourth season come after this Christmas special that just uh, popped through, I think, in 2019. And I just hope and pray that they can freaking tell us what happened on that fishing trip. Because honestly, I'll just be doing whatever during the day and I'm like, what the hell happened on that fishing trip? Because I'm like, what happened? What happened? Ugh. Anyway, I really do enjoy the way that Ruth and, and, and um, James have written the show because I love them threading through all of these facts that they don't fully explain. And it's just like little things, little tidbits that you learn about the characters. Like Nessa, I mean, she is just one hell of a mystery. She's had like the craziest jobs. She's been the South Wales wrestling champion, a coach at Coventry City, a trumpet player, driving sets for The Who. She's been a Bollywood director, a bouncer, a smuggler. Her mom got married nine times to three different men. And you're just like, what? Oh, gosh. And they do a great job of having, like, really interesting characters around, like her Uncle Bryn, who may or may not be in the closet. He definitely has some queer leanings that he hasn't fully embraced. There's the next door neighbor, Doris, who's got to be, like, 84, but acts like she is a hot and horny 30-year-old. She dates very, very, very young men. I love Doris. I want to be Doris. Doris would be too raunchy for the Golden Girls. She'd be too raunchy even for Blanche. <laughs> Great character. There's Dick Powell, who only speaks Welsh, but he is like the go-to neighborhood guy for all your illicit needs. He's got everything from, or they've bought from him everything from a case full of meat and prawns to duvet covers, I think, vacuum cleaner parts. It's like, where is this guy getting?
getting this stuff. And it doesn't matter. He will just sell you shit. Literally, probably out of the back of his truck. Or I shouldn't say out of the back of his truck because I don't think he drives. He literally walks around with this stuff. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, there has been definitely some controversy about the show. You know, I... It's an English show, and the one thing I've I've learned on an English show is you definitely not gonna find many black people on it. But some people were recently complaining about that and mentioning that you know there was really only one black guy on the show, and it was the guy that they were thinking of having a threesome with their um, next door neighbors, who are just a mess as well, Pete and Dawn. And, you know, they just called him Seth the Black Fella. There was actually another black character, best friend of, uh, not best friend, but a good friend of Smithy and Gavin. His name was Fingers. <sighs> Billy's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Okay. Uh, but yeah, could they have used more diversity in their cast? Absolutely. But... I don't know, like, I, I, I guess maybe I didn't expect any different because up until, like, what, college or something? You know, there were black people in England, in the UK, because every import was white as hell. Should things change? Absolutely. And hopefully going forward, things have changed. Their show at the time? Not so much. Not so much. Then there's... Uh, one of their good friends is called Chinese Allen. His nickname is Chinese. He's a white guy, obviously. Uh, but his nickname, Chinese Allen, comes because his catchphrase is, did anyone order a Chinese? But I guess without context, maybe that would be offensive. I, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. The one thing that I did think, mm, y'all should have known better because this just happened in 2019. That last Christmas special they sang Fairy Tale of New York, which uses the F word. And they sang it in full. And I, I don't know of all the Christmas songs, this is not one I would sing ever. But maybe it's a white thing. I don't know. I don't know. Still, though. I don't know about singing that word. Um, nevertheless, I really enjoyed that series. I really, really did. I ended up buying it on DVD back in the day from the UK. And then I hacked my DVD player so that I could play their region code uh, DVDs here. This was before all region DVD players, which I don't even think people have anymore because it's all about streaming, right? But I'm like, what happens if the, your favorite show goes away from streaming and you can never see it again, what's that about? That's why I still have my DVDs. Is that crazy? I don't know. I mean, we keep constantly making content. You eventually have to make room for new content. So what happens to the old? I don't know. Anyway, I find the show hilarious, but that could just be me. I don't know, but... <laughs> You should definitely give it a try. I, I think I just watched it on, uh, what was I watching it on? Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out and let me know what you think. Email address is thewsoashow at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So drop me an email. Drop 
me an email. Oh my God, did you guys listen to those mashups? So good, right? So good. <laughs> Still listening to those and loving them. All right, what are we up to? Oh, right. Ain't that some shit. I just, this one I literally cannot get over. I just, like, seriously? All right, so this announcer, Matt Rowan, the owner of OSPN Live in Oklahoma, I guess he was there to call an Oklahoma girls basketball game. And one of the teams knelt during the national anthem which I still don't fucking know why we play that before games here in the United States we're here in the United States we don't need to play the national anthem for two teams from the same country playing a game on a fucking Tuesday but whatever anyway so these two boneheads in the booth don't realize that their mic is on. Of course, I mean, how dare you disrespect the national anthem and disrespect the flag? They're talking the whole time. The whole time the national anthem is playing, they're yammering away. And while they're yammering away, he's like, are they kneeling? Fuck them niggers. I hope they lose. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. This idiot who is pissed that they are respecting the flag actually by kneeling instead of sitting it out completely they're kneeling which is their right to do and mr how dare they disrespect the national anthem is yammering the whole time and then on top of that calls these girls these these this is a girls basketball team they're not high school this, this sorry this is not college this is a high school was it even high school I, or elementary school whatever they're kids and he says this but, but then then he denies that it was him, right? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> so then he finally is like, yeah, okay, fine. It was me. But, and wait for it, his excuse, <laughs> his excuse was low blood sugar. Yes. He, I mean, instead of the Twinkie defense, it's the Snickers defense. You're not you unless you have a Snickers. This fool, first of all, proceeded to say that, oh, you know, I made inappropriate and racist comments believing the microphone was off. Let me say it immediately that there's no such excuse. There's no excuse such comments should have been uttered. No shit. I don't even know why you put this in here. But then he's like, oh, I'm a family man. I'm married and I have two kids. And at what time I was a youth pastor and I'm, I'm a member of the Baptist church. And do you know that multiple things can be true? Multiple things can be true at the same time. You could be married. You could have been a youth pastor. You could have two children and you could still be racist as fuck. Then he has the 
nerve to say, I will state that I suffered type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. Kidding me right now with that excuse. Oh God. You know what? Honestly, I am laughing to keep from crying because this is so ridiculous. Mind you, if he really thought his sugar was spiking, wouldn't he have taken the opportunity during the national anthem to do some shit about that? No, instead, what you want to do is sit there. And fucking curse at these kids for exercising their First Amendment rights. This woman interviewed him and he blamed, when after he blamed his blood sugar, she was like, um, blood sugar levels don't make you say racist things. And he's like, well, you know, I, I know it's, it's not an excuse and I'm sorry to the parents and stuff. And she's like, well, have you used this language before? And he said yes, and that he's working to remove it from his vocabulary. Maybe just like Papa John is going to take him 20 months to get that word out of his, his vocabulary. So like this whole, you know, saying things that I wouldn't have normally said. And, you know, it was, it was the, di- it was clearly you all walking around saying nigga all the time. Clearly. It's just that the mic happened to catch you this time. And you happen to get caught, but you do it all the time. So how does that not make you a racist? I mean, clearly y'all need the cognitive dissonance in order to like move through the world and not feel like a shit, right? Because that's the only way, that's the only thing that I can think of to explain how you can say racist shit all the time and then turn around and be like, I'm married with two kids and I was a youth pastor. You know, I'd never say those kinds of things. I'm not a racist. Yeah, motherfucker, you are. You are. Just fucking admit it. Just do that. Just admit it. Like for once, when these people do this shit, I want you to be like, all right, fine. You caught me. I'm a white supremacist. I'm a racist. I only like white people. And I think the rest of y'all are shit. Just say that. Just say that. Because these lies, <laughs> these excuses, y'all are on some bullshit. Bullshit, I tell you. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm trying to keep the anger at bay. And so. I thought I would find the humor in this week's Ain't That Some Shit. Because really, my blood sugar. (laughs) Sorry. Did not mean to snort. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. All right, before I let you guys go, I will just remind you that you can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, Stitcher, 
Spreaker, everywhere you find podcasts, you should be able to find us. And if you would be so kind as to review and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, me rambling on about, you know, anything and everything, (laughs) I would appreciate it. I really, really would. So let me tell you guys what my happy happy is right now. I'm actually, you know, maybe I use one happy because I'm not quite sure 100% how I feel about it, but I got a weighted blanket. I got a weighted blanket. And I have to say, one, it's weighted. (laughs) I mean, I know that's the whole point, but it should be heavy. (laughs) Anyway, I have to figure out if I need to like maybe turn the heat down or what have you. I do know that like when I'm not sleeping and I'm under the blanket, I really, really like it. It, it, it you feel an immediate sense of calm, um, putting the blanket on. I just don't know how I quite feel about it sleeping because I usually kick the covers off, which is harder to do because this thing is heavy, right? So then in an effort to like kick it off me because I usually kick it off, um, I wake up because it's so heavy and I'm like, why is this, why is this so heavy to kick off? So I'm going to, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, you know, obviously, um, some more time, but I do enjoy how calm it makes me feel when I'm just snuggled under it, reading a book, you know? So yeah, I, I'd say that qualifies as my happy, happy this week, right? That's our show. And, you know, until next time, goodbye for now.